Welcome to the New Age. It's your guy Dayton. In New Age, we trust. How y'all feeling today? I feel pretty good, pretty good. Here at New Age, we identify as anything but trust fund babies. In other words, trust fund babies, we are not. However, we bring you all things regarding our perspective on business, money, and culture. And today is the business of and with everything going on in between Russia and Ukraine. Why not talk about the business of going to war? The cost, the casualties, you know, the price of life and the price of money that goes into having a war. So that's what we're talking about today. Let's get started. Ah, ooh, what is it good for? Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. nothing. Say it again now. <laughs> I thought you had a Tourette's moment. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know what was going on with him at first. Let's dive into this stuff. So over the night, we had breaking news that Russia has invaded Ukraine. We we got uh you know videos coming out of missile attacks and and all that. What's your what's your initial thoughts as you woke up today? Or if you was up last late last night and saw this going down, uh, well, well uh, you know, I, you know, you know me. I was asleep, of course. Yeah, it was past your bedtime. Past my bedtime. It was ten o'clock. It was past my bedtime. But I got up at four four ten, and before I even knew anything, I checked the market and I seen that everything was heavily bleeding. I right. said, "What in the world is going on?" I didn't turn on the news. I went to Twitter. When I went to Twitter, I seen that you know Russia had you know. I seen some videos of fireworks and you know bomb, bombs. I guess that's what it was going off. I'm like, oh, this tells me why the market is red, mm-hmm. not the other way around. Russia must have invaded. That's why the no, damn, that's why the market red because because of, of this. So that's how I found out the news by finding out the market was down 4 a.m. So currently the market is still still down, but we are getting a you know a nice little reversal. A lot of stocks on my watch list has turned green after they were getting, you know, beat down to death. We got Bitcoin down 6%, uh, Ethereum down 8%. So, and let's just talk about America's favorite meme coin, Dogecoin down 10% as well. I'm not sure if Dogecoin will make it in, in, in World War Three. <laughs> uh, if they'll survive. I don't know. They yeah. might be a casualty, huh? Yeah, they may be a casualty of war. Uh, Solana down 6% right now. So things are looking, you know, fairly shaky, but, you know, we, we've seen worse, uh, you know, worse days than this so far. So let's dive into, you know, what's going on. Let's talk about sanctions really quick. So the Biden administration fearful of doing anything to increase already skyrocketing oil and gasoline prices. It is unlikely to directly sanction Russia's oil and natural gas sector. So I think this is a, you know, for anybody that's looking on the outside, you know, this isn't going to be talk, talking about whose side you want per se. We'll dive into that or whatever the case may be. You know, I don't, we don't have a dog in the fight. Right. We're talking about what's trying to, you know, dissect what, what's actually happening from the money economic uh and world business that's going on so the sanctions has been the big word that people keep using is sanction is these sanctions even enough are they going to do you know what they hope to do is stop russia 
you know what's interesting about this they that that uh article was talking about Russia and the sanctions on the oil it's going to be very difficult very difficult and I think I might have mentioned this on yesterday's podcast but it's going to be very difficult for Russia to be sank for you know the EU to sanction Russia on oil when Russia supplies most of Europe's oil or a lot of Europe's oil that it, like that's something that fundamentally they it will hurt themselves so it's kind of you kind know kind of like cutting off their hand yeah, or their yeah, foot yeah. to smite their face exactly exactly yeah. so what's your thoughts thoughts about that as far as the sanctions Man, you know, it's so many things that's going around, like rumors and speculative, um, you know, thoughts about the sanctions. You know, it's, it's reported that uh, these sanctions brings a halt to, you know, um, Russia being able to do trade and business. You know, they even talked about um, report recently came out that Ukraine want them completely off of the uh, SWIFT banking system you know pretty much trying to shut down any economic uh resources right that they may be able to um you know uh may be able to cause them to continue to function and be empowered for the war i'm that's my my uh assumption you know which is a good strategy but I don't know how, you know, I think Russia was prepared for something like this. They've been preparing for this um, allegedly since 2014 when uh, the bout first broke out <laughs> between them and Ukraine. Yeah, and I'm and I'm reading something right now. It says the European Union is unlikely at this stage to take steps to cut Russia off from the SWIFT global interbank payment system as it works on a new package of sanctions against Moscow for its actions against Ukraine, several EU sources. So, you know, it, it's going to be interesting, the sanctions, because Biden's supposed to be coming out later today, and all these countries supposed to be basically banking Russia at this point. They're they about to bank them. As far as sanctions, without trying to do anything physical. When I, you say bank, you're not talking about like from a financial standpoint. No, no, I'm saying from a financial okay, standpoint because everybody doesn't want to. If this was, if if Ukraine was a part of NATO, I think it would be more, you know, physical things happening. But since they're not, they're going to try to hit them where it hurts, and that is their pockets. So is NATO like a you know an organization that everybody comes together and peacefully you know work together? Yeah, it's pretty much an international organization for uh, global, let's say trade, global um, security things like okay. that. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Global policy. Yeah, I would, say. I would, I would say global policy. Yeah. more than any. So, what do you guys think that the the cost of war? As a price point is now. Let's go with the Afghan war. Afghan war cost the United States nine hundred and seventy-five billion dollars. That's a did lot of it? Definitely did. I thought it cost us more. Yeah, I thought it cost. There was reports at one time that you know it was ten ten billion dollars a month just to fund it. 
And what we was there for twenty years. <laughs> I thought it was in the children's, but either way, it's, you know, I some mean, of this it's stuff. Expensive. I mean, it's even close. Yeah, even it's with making the forty five billion, so, yeah. take so, yeah. that to a trillion. You know, if well, we wanted to round it off. Go speaking ahead. of a trillion, the Iraq War was one point one trillion. One point one trillion. One point one trillion. You can buy every resident in Baltimore City <laughs> a apartment or a house. For that costs one point five million, and on top of that, you can pay the entire education budget of the United States and buy several private islands and still have money left over. So these wars are costly. So the number one price war that the American people have had so far is World War Two. Now my question to you guys: Guess the number. What number would you put on World War Two costing us? Over, it cost us more than. Iraq? Yes, sir. Well, well, you know World War II to that point. I can imagine that it did because World War II bankrupt like several countries around the globe. Yeah, but... The, which is... Go ahead, I'm but sorry. Are we talking about the United States? Yeah. Or are we talking about just the war itself? The United States. Okay. Well... I don't think it... Let me say this, because it, it was a different time. So I wouldn't say if you factor in it, factor it in and make it equivalent to Yeah, you do it equivalent. Yeah, you get them trying to say like yeah. equivalent. Yeah, you factor in you know, everything like inflation. Yeah, inflation and, that, and yeah. you know, time and I mean you saying it's over, I would say what, three point three trillion? Okay. I would say I would say I would say somewhere around. I think Dayton close, and I, I'm gonna piggyback off of him. I, I, I'm gonna just round it up to five. Five. Oh, whoa, whoa! It was four point one trillion dollars. Mm. World War Two cost us four point one trillion dollars. It's a lot of money, but hey, if the if it's a World War Three, and we know we're front line and helping, you know, helping our buddies, Ukraine. Do you think that'll be a significant? Do, do you think that we'll pay more than World War Two? Yeah, I definitely think it would be. Well, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it would. I think it would. I think we talk World War Three. We talking about China. We talking about. Uh, we talking about China. We talking about Russia. India, you get like it's some it's some superpowers there that you gotta account for. That's an expensive war. That's a very expensive war, and part of the reason why I really don't necessarily see it happen. Yeah, I think I think it definitely will uh, multiply because the cost. You gotta think back. The cost of things is a lot more expensive now. You know, globally. So that alone makes the war that much more expensive. Um, that I think with that being factored in, that alone will make the war that much more expensive. And then you got to factor in like, you know, cyber. This war will be more like a cyber war than anything else. So you got to factor that in. And that's just like an unlimited supply of finance right there that we can't even account for. So it'll definitely be up there. It'll definitely be up there. That, and that's part of why I think yesterday we talked about, is it going to be World War Three? Or is it going to be Cold War 2.0? Mm. 
that's kind of the reason why I think it'd be Cold War 2.0. You know, it, it's scary to, to, you know, talk about war, obviously, but it's a lot of things. We just had the coronavirus happen. A lot of that speculation of it came from China and that we can have, along with the physical bombings and shootings and all this other stuff, we can have cyber attacks. We can have biotech attacks. like Which they perceive we did, to right. your point, where you're going at. So this this could be very... This would, this would be like a war we haven't seen yet. Yeah. We haven't seen anything like this if we was to go down that path. So, And, and it's funny you just mentioned that, Dayton, because it was reported on yesterday that Ukraine's banking system and some of their uh, main government um, sites were hacked, you know, allegedly, you know, and speculatively by Russia. Mm-hmm. So I can see to your point again that if we do have any type of world war that, you know, a lot of it'll it'll definitely impact everybody from a cyber perspective. The world is and I think that it'll usher in more of this digital cement, the digital society that's been that everybody's been prepping prepping for. Mm-hmm. And once word got out about, you know, the Russian invasion, Russia's stock market took a severe drop to the point where they had to just shut the whole market down. Really? The stock market? The Russian stock market had to get completely shut down. It, it, as, as of right now, they're still talking about reopening it, but who knows at this yeah, point. Yeah. I'm glad you well, go ahead. Well, you you know that's kind of where we started at when you when Dayton brought up about the sanctions. So I can see how right. if they can't trade, the, the stock market is all about trade. You know, companies being able to do business not just domestically but globally. Right. That's where the real money is. Is you know really, uh, you know, seen and right. those companies grow from being able to do cross border trading. So I can imagine if they are cut off from the SWIFT system or even sanctioned from a lot of the uh, global superpowers. Yeah. And um and economies, I, I can see how it would naturally direct and immediately impact this Russian stock market. Exactly. Let's let's since we you know at this since we're talking about the Russian stock market, let's talk about some of the sanctions. So yesterday we mentioned that they sanctioned three wealthy people from Russia. I looked into them. So one of them is Gennady. Timochenko. Let's just let's just say Gennady Timochenko. Timochenko, 69 years old, 69 years old, controls Vola Group, a Russia-based investment firm with interest in energy, transportation, and construction business. His biggest his biggest holdings include major stakes in publicly traded natural gas pro- producer Novatech and chemical manufacturer Sibir. So, you know, it's a lot of Russian verbiage <laughs> in this article. And I do not speak Russian. He, let's guess his net worth. His net worth is what? It's in the billions. I would say if Elon Musk is the, allegedly the richest man in the world, his will have to be somewhere, let's just give him a cool hundred billion. Hundred billion? Hundred billion. Got that? But well, you know, Elon, Elon worth more yeah, than a hundred yeah. billion. Right. You gotta wake up. 
Sorry, y'all. Antonio still sleep today. <laughs> so, so that's my guess. A hundred billion. Well, at this rate, Elon may not be worth a hundred billion. <laughs> the stock market going right now. Go ahead, Between go taxes and Tesla dropping, right? Man. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with two hundred billion. Two hundred billion. What is we talking about? Y'all, y'all is off. Oh, the... two. Oh, two billion. My bad. My bad. Two billion. Okay. Two billion, Thank bad. you. Somebody be reasonable. All right. Sixteen billion. He's okay. worth sixteen billion. Let's look into person number two. These are again three people that were sanctioned from the EU and you know the United States. This is Boris Rottenberg. Boris Rottenberg. He is 65 years, old, 65 years old. He founded the gas pipeline construction firm. I am not going to say that word. With his older brother, let he owns a stake in SP Bank, which is also being sanctioned. So they sanctioning, you know, the, the banks, they sanctioning, you know, they, they actually talking about travel bans for these guys as well. Wow. Or, or, or Russian citizens as well. So he founded the gas pipeline. I already said that. He also okay said that. Guess his net worth. Boris Rottenberg has a net worth of about twenty five billion. Twenty five billion. Okay. I'm gonna go with twenty. Twenty billion? No. One billion. One. Oh, so we going down? Yeah. Why are you on the list? He ain't got no money. <laughs> yeah, one billion ain't nothing. It's just okay. Igor Rottenberg, the eldest son, holds a stake in a drilling company, which is I am not going to say that word. In troll system operator plant. Okay, da 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 da. Guess his net worth as well. Is he more or less than the last person? Got to be less. I think we're going down. I'm, I'm gonna give him eight hundred million. 800 million. I'm going to go 900 million. 900 million. Good guesses. He's worth about 1.3 billion. Guess, this is random. Guess how he knows Putin. Went to school together. Went to school together. He's dating his sister. Dating his sister. Okay, they practiced judo. He practiced judo with Putin while they were both adolescents. You know what? Putin is a a, a, a high ranking martial artist yeah. that I had no clue of. Like Uh-oh, this old we better, guy, we better watch out. <laughs> men just know some stuff. I'm like this old guy. Putin, Putin well connected, yeah. very versatile. I'm like once I seen the videos of him with his judo, I said, oh, oh yeah, he he not, he not to be played with. Right. So now I see like yeah, Putin not to be played with. Um, uh. Speaking of Russia at the moment, Russia, Russian, Russia interior minister says to reform from unsanctioned protests or you will be arrested because state protests are illegal because Corona restrictions still includes public events. So we got a war going on outside (laughs) and I dare you to try to protest the unsanctions because you're going to jail. And I also seen a report that a lady, I forgot her name, so excuse me, she was trying to put together a protest. Last night, she was arrested before she walked out her door in the morning. 
So yeah. it seems like Russia ain't playing these games with this peaceful protest. You know, just stay in the house, mind your business, <laughs> go about your day, and let us handle what we got to handle. That's what yeah. seems like Russia's attitude is with this whole war thing going hey. on. So, hey. Either you with us or you're against us. <laughs> That's what that's what the uh, climate feel like. You either with us or you're against us. I want to say something about revisit what Daytron just mentioned about the travel ban restrictions. You know that's a interesting thing. How you and in, in, in regards to the war, I'm looking at. I'm talking about travel ban sanctions. You can just shut somebody off who lives in a whole nother region. <laughs> you got the power to just shut them off and shut them down. This really shows you just how powerful this global um, global business is. Yeah, and the part of it is, you know, they connected to Putin. So, yeah. you know, we can't have Putin's homeboys just running around the globe Gathering resources right, right. Gathering. <laughs> and sneaking partnerships right. to, to, fund. to keep funding <laughs> Russia. So this is the you know the business of what's actually happening in Russia. Did you have anything to add, LJ? No, that's um, you know one of the things I just want to add my perspective. I do want to add that. Okay. My perspective on it is you know it's coupled with what I just hit on. It's like you know as a citizen we often think you know of governments and you know, um, us being the first priority, you know, because um, that's a lot of the jogger that's, you know, campaigns that's presented to us and that, that they run on. But I suspect just based off being able to observe what's being rolled out in front of our face that, you know, this thing, these governments are more so interested in their first priority is building an empire slash kingdoms and then everything else comes secondary from that so that's a very interesting thing and again i'm not saying that i'm right it's just something that um something that i feel like i'm I'm observing in this thing you know the importance of establishing their own king um their own kingdoms independent independently we know that Russia is rumors that Russia and China is, you know, um, breaking away from the SWIFT system. Mm -hmm. And then it's another report that just came out that I said it earlier. Ukraine has, you know, made a made a vow, uh, you know, made a decree or a plea to take them off of the SWIFT system. So, you know, this how I think this war will be life changing as all of wars are. And it's just interesting to see where we'll go or where we'll end up if an all-out World War Three does take place. Yeah, I, I think, you know, just to share my perspective, I'm, I'm going to stick to the, the money side, business side of it. A lot of things, as far as commodities, are up right now. You got oil, the oil, the oil sector. You got um, the energy sector that's up right now. Commodities as far as nickel, I think copper. Copper is majority majority owned by like China, so you gotta you gotta look at what how these things are affecting uh, affecting different things that you can possibly profit off of if you if you're in that space. Uh, another thing is we're talking about cyber attacks. Again, if you if 
this may be more long term, but if you can find, you know, or invest into blockchain technology that's going to secure cyber attacks, if you can invest into companies on the stock market that's going to secure people away from cyber attacks, that is another way to go. And then, like, don't forget, like, real quick, like, don't forget the most important cause of a war. The lives that's lost and the lives that's impacted by Correct. war. So, like, yeah, so war costs, like, money, financial cost of war, and there's, you know, livelihoods that's also impacted by war. So, yeah, let's keep that in mind. This is the business of war. This is the cost of war. Welcome to the New Age. Like, comment, subscribe. This is going on New Age Sound. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok at New Age Trust, and subscribe to us on YouTube at New Age. Thank you. Peace be with you. Trust.